You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony Jacqueline back talking more NXT on the WWE Network and Hulu. It's back to normal, Jacqueline, this week. Yes, no longer across the pond. No, although I did watch the episodes this week. They were... I did not. Okay, so they were pretty much uh, nothing to write home about, except for the main events in each episode. Uh, Which is... Par for the course for them, I think. Yeah. The main events, uh, the uh, the first main event uh, on the first episode was Pete Dunne defending against Jordan Devlin, that man whose face that you would really think is punchable or, or dislikable. Super punchable, yes. Yeah. They had an awesome match. Like, super Did Pete Dunne beat him? Pete Dunne did, in fact, retain his title. Yes. That's all I care about. But, boy, did they have an excellent match. It was very good. <laughs> uh... It, it actually made me a fan of, of Jordan Devlin. I, I wasn't sure how to oh. feel about him. Uh, I know that he uh, has gained a, a rather sizable reputation in the UK prior to this, but I've not seen much of his stuff recently. But this made me a fan. He was really good. Uh, and the main oh. event of the other show was the Rhea Ripley-Tony Storm UK Women's Championship match. Yes! Which was also very good. It wasn't as good as the Pete Dunne match, but it was very good. And it's the maybe the best or the second best match I've seen from Rhea Ripley. Uh, she, I like her. So. Yeah, her and Tony Storm worked really well together, and uh, she got the win. Rhea Ripley did. She's the first Woo-hoo. champion of NXT UK. So that brings us to uh, actually, you know what? Before I, I probably should make this more of a staple. When there is news to talk about. Oh, uh, we have news. Okay. NXT-related news. I should bring ah. it up. Because uh, there's not often... Not often is there news. Most of the news is there's a new signee or something. But there's usually not a lot of news. But uh, they did make what I find to be a kind of interesting announcement about the the NXT TakeOver show that's taking place over WrestleMania weekend uh, next so in year. April? Yes, the first okay. weekend of April. Okay. Uh, it will be, as best as I can tell, it will be the second TakeOver event of that year. Uh, the first one is coming in January. So we've only got... Mm-hmm. So starting with this next set of tapings, we're going to actually be building towards another TakeOver rather quickly. But Qu- Wow. Uh, this will be the for the WrestleMania weekend in April, and they are switching the nights. So it's they have a lot going on that weekend, obviously. And right, right. NXT traditionally happens on Saturday nights. They're moving it to Friday night, which is hmm. interesting. Uh, they are swapping places with the Hall of Fame ceremony 
which take which typically happens on Friday, and I don't watch. Uh, right. I mean, they've moved it to Saturday, and I won't watch. Uh, I, I never watch it. Uh, right? Why watch it? Unless I, I, Christian and the Edge show up, I don't watch it. Have you Have you ever seen it before? It, it's. I was very. I've seen. Okay. Oh, go ahead. I've seen pieces, but again, it's really just when people I like show up and I watch them. Mm-hmm. It just runs really long, and it's just people talking for a really long time. It's like watching an awards show, though. I watch those. Yeah, to a degree. I, I guess it's just kind of weird. Like I, I guess I just don't really care for the, the Hall of Fame. Maybe if there was some sort of weird legitimacy to it, but it's really yeah. just whoever. <laughs> it's it's there's two there's basically two factors into deciding who goes in. Uh, one is who do they think could headline it that could sell tickets because they mm-hmm. do it they do it in like the big arena. Right. Uh, where they host Raw and SmackDown and NXT. Uh, so it's that. And then the other criteria is whoever Vince feels like putting in. Yeah. That's, that's the criteria. Uh, um, there are so- some unquestionable Hall of Famers, and there are lots of other very questionable Hall of Famers in that Hall of Fame. I'm sure Vince McMahon is, is not of sound mind all the time. Uh but it makes sense that they moved it to Friday night from a business standpoint because I'm sure NXT is selling more tickets. So they're hoping they can get people in on the Friday to watch NXT, then they will stay for Saturday for the Hall of Fame, and then Sunday. So. Yeah, so this is the... That is the the rumor, is that... Oh, yeah. The inside, the inside talk is that their, their marketing has told them that people who fly in for WrestleMania, which is a ton of people... Right. Uh, the people who fly in do so on the Saturday to catch NXT yep. and to go to WrestleMania, and they want to try to attract more people to the Hall of Fame ceremony. So if they move NXT to Friday, they feel like people will fly in on Friday instead mm-hmm. to catch NXT. Uh, for me, this works out really good this year because they won't be in conflict with the Ring of Honor New Japan show that are running at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> that I really want to see, just for the historic nature of seeing there you go. some other company running in Madison Square Garden, which is mind-boggling to me. Uh, and now they don't have to compete with one another, because uh, they were both originally for Saturday night. Uh, well, so either they did something really smart or they shot themselves in the foot, so it's yeah. going to be interesting. Uh, well, and also on the plus side, I know some people, I know there's a lot of people saying like it has nothing to do with this Ring of Honor New Japan show, mm-hmm. but but the Madison Square Garden show has already sold out. Oh. And if it were running on the same night as NXT, there's a lot of crossover between NXT fans and Ring of Honor and New Japan fans, like a gigantic crossover. That they're, makes sense, they're yeah. practically in the same circle. By, maybe it's not on purpose, maybe it's just a happy accident, but by moving it to Friday, a lot of the people going to that New Japan Ring of Honor show will now be able to get tickets to go to the NXT show as well. They can catch both shows since they're on different Because that's going to be where? The NXT, the NXT show? Yeah. Brooklyn. They're, it is. So is that the, the, where the Nets play? Yeah, the Barclays Center. So Barclays gonna, Center, that's it. So they're going to do TakeOver Brook, Take Brooklyn again. It'll be the, the f- fifth one? 
I think. So many in Brooklyn. Yeah, they've been there. Well, it's because SummerSlam, they do it They do it every SummerSlam weekend, and SummerSlam has been in Barclays Center for the last four or five years. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. But, uh, so yeah, that's what's going on there. But hmm. that's still a ways away. We've got another TakeOver, NXT TakeOver Phoenix, I believe it is. Is where they're all having, right, all right. It's where they're having the Royal Rumble this year. Uh, Southwestern. Yeah. They're they're doing and and from actually from what I gather I think they're doing the actual Royal Rumble show from the baseball stadium there in Arizona where the Diamondbacks play baseball. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they have not done uh, they've as best as I can remember they've only done a baseball stadium once in recent history and that was for a WrestleMania many years ago. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, most of the time they're in like big football arenas. Yes. Uh, okay, so let's get to the show this week. It's episode 480 of NXT. This one was taped at San Jose State University. This, is, mm-hmm. uh, this was not like an NXT TakeOver hangover show. There was yeah. content on this episode, but it was very... For the most part, I was, well, they, they managed to put some other things in there. There was not a ton of storyline advancement in this episode. Uh, but no. there was a little bit of it. Mostly because this was taped before the last TakeOver event, even. Oh, that makes sense, then. Yeah, this was taped the day before TakeOver War Games. Ah, it makes a lot of sense, then. Yeah, because I believe, I think we discussed that they couldn't tape it full sale because of the holidays or yep. something. Which would also explain why the production is a little bit different uh, on this episode. I don't know if you could tell. on because Are you guys just watching it straight on TV? Uh, yeah, on the on the WWE app. Okay, so I, I did that as well, but I was I didn't want to bother Jen by forcing her to watch <laughs> wrestling, so I came upstairs and watched it on the computer. Uh, so okay. I had so I had headphones on, and it was very obvious to me that they did not like the sound mix that they had live. Because uh, with headphones on, it was very obvious that the theme music and the crowd noise during entrances was uh, edited in. Interesting. Yeah, because there's like... Did a, I, I, I could hear distinct... With headphones on, I could hear distinct differences when the music stopped and what the crowd sounded like and how much crisper and clearer the crowd sounded during entrance themes. Hmm, uh, interesting. Yeah, so it feels like maybe this, they didn't get the the sound mix that they wanted or something or it wasn't as clear as they're they're used to. They've done this before where if it's if it's not up to it's not up to snuff, they uh they edit some stuff together. And that makes sense, but I Yeah, don't know. you don't want it to sound <laughs> too cloud you don't want it to sound cloudy or, or muddy or anything like that and uh, Right, right. I don't think their original intent was necessarily to film a show here, so I think it's one of those things that they found out about and they're like, oh crud. Okay, well we'll just shoot an like- episode. And let's make it work, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they did, for the most part. Yes. We start out right away with uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch against uh, yes. the mighty Nick Miller yes. and Shane Thorne. Uh, this was pretty good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. The uh, This is something... The one thing that I did take away from this show is... That more than anything, especially after listening to people talking about Raw and SmackDown for the last month or so, 
this is how I like my wrestling to be. Oni Lorcan <laughs> and Danny Birch are good guys, and the crowd really cheered them. Yes. And Shane Thorne, Nick Miller, these guys are bad guys, and the crowd booed them. <laughs> and they had a good back and forth. And, they did. Uh, Lorcan and Birch made a comeback, and they pinned uh, the Mighty to get the win, so the good guys win. Uh, but then after the match, Thorne and Miller attack Lorcan and Birch from behind and beat them down. Because they're jerks. Yes. And then the crowd booed them. Right. Because <laughs> they're poor sports. Yes. These two Australian jerks. Uh, I feel like every time I hear constantly that somebody turned heel on Raw or SmackDown and everybody cheers. Like they beat down somebody mm. after a match and the crowd's like, woo, do it one more time. Uh, uh, I mean, I know they're just bored, maybe, or they're having fun, you know, saying we're not going to do what you want us to do. But, boy, I like it so much better when the the bad guys do something underhanded and the crowd's like, you guys suck. It's just straightforward that way. Yeah. And also in watching this match, it's one of those things where it's like, only Lorcan and Danny Burch, like, why would you just do that to them? Like, they're not doing anything. They're one and two. <laughs> feeling like these mighty guys, like they might be feeling frustrated with their, uh, they, maybe they feel like they're 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 spinning their wheels or something. I don't know. I'm still waiting for well, because we haven't seen the street profits in of in a, a while. Weeks, yeah, it's been a few weeks. Yeah. So I'm wondering because I'm thinking the War Raiders are gonna maybe not be the main guys going up against. Mm-hmm. Undisputed Era for too much longer, so I'm curious as to who's the next so tag team. Okay, I do have a little bit of news about the Street Profits, uh, and I don't okay. know if this is the reason why they haven't been on TV lately, but... Someone's uh, hurt. No, actually, they're not hurt. Uh, right. There is this uh, quick background. Uh, the man who used to run Ring of Honor... Uh, left that company years ago, and he started his own spinoff promotion. In fact, he was starting it with Daniel Bryan before he got hired by WWE. They were going to they were going to run it together, but then he got offered a contract by WWE. Um, that's an independent company called Evolve, and huh. he's been running shows for years and years and years. And he's kind of had uh, like a small working relationship with WWE for quite some time. Like they. Like, WWE had their eye on Matt Riddle years ago, and they sent him to hmm. evolve to kind of, like, learn how to... Wrestle. You know, yeah. He went he went there and ended up becoming, like, a big megastar on the independents, and they've, you know, since brought him in. Uh, but so it's like the, their farm team's farm team. Yeah. So over the years, they formed a closer and closer and closer bonds, and I think it was last month or so they did in evolve they've been doing evolve shows for a little while now where people from NXT would come and do the shows and it would kind of help boost attendance a little bit like Velveteen Dream went and did a couple of shows oh, okay. and uh, guys like that Roderick Strong Cassius Ono hmm. would uh especially people with a lot of independent wrestling cred would go and do these okay. shows but last month they ran a show where the Street Profits showed up and won their tag team titles. Oh! And then there's another guy, I don't know if you've seen him on the, some of the shows you went to, but uh, he hasn't been on NXT TV a lot, but he's this bald guy named Fabian Eichner. 
I don't know. And Maybe. he showed up on their show, and he won their world title. Uh, wow. And the story is that, I guess the word is, is that they're sending some of these guys out to evolve to work with other guys on the independents that are different from the people that they would be working with in the WWE system. Which, Interesting. So I don't know if that's why they're not on TV right now. Like, maybe they're going to retool them a little bit while they're doing these shows? Probably, yeah. Um, which actually isn't really the worst idea I've ever heard. I mean, if you've got the tools out there, and there are a lot of people signed to NXT right now, and there's only so much television time. It's true, and only so many storylines. And that helps them from not, from, you know, they're still they're still wrestling. So yeah, that's they're a not, good idea. They're not getting stale. And they're out there working in front of different types of audiences. Yes. Uh, and working with different types of people. So, Huh. Interesting. Uh, so in the back, we have uh, Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai, and Dakota Kai. They're talking about uh, what happened at TakeOver War Games. And, they were very upset. Yeah. I actually really like this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kyrie... <laughs> Kyrie, she, she's one of those people. She reminds me of my youngest daughter. Even when she's mad, she's adorable. Aww. And she's just so ups. She's so upset, but it's it's in a cute way. Is that possible? I guess it is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Dakota's mad. Io Shirai though was was my favorite. I love that they don't speak perfect English. Like I know this is a Vince McMahon hang up. This is why Asuka doesn't get a lot of spotlight. This is why Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't get a lot of spotlight. Because they can't speak fluent English and he loves to do live promos in front of people. I don't, I don't need that. Like, I'd, no. I'd be okay with, like, if they spoke Japanese and they subtitled it. But I'm also okay with these broken English promos. She's just yes. like, Kyrie is my best friend. I will protect Kyrie, And she gives her this big hug. <laughs> and Kyrie says we want all three, and Eo says we want all three, and Dakota says all three, and I'm like, this is awesome. Let's have a match. Yep, that worked for we're me. Cl- we're clearly moving, action, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, that totally worked for me, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm super happy they don't speak fluent English. To be honest with you, it's you don't need that much. You just need to get like a simple point across. You know, you don't need yeah. to. You don't need to do. You don't need to read a monologue, for goodness sakes. No, no, this is wrestling. This isn't Shakespeare. Yeah, it needs to be. It needs to be a little snappier than, say, like your your sports interviews, where they say yeah. the same thing every every single day after a game. It needs yes. to be a little more colorful than that, but you know that's all. Just uh, yeah, something to nudge things forward. And that's why you send these people to acting classes and improv classes. Yes, it's not. Yeah. Uh, EC three had a match, Jacqueline. With with the king of theme music, Marcel yep. Bartel. Marcel Bartel. He came out to Dvorak, uh, <laughs> a classical, uh, like the Dvorak's most famous piece. I yep. I love the. I mean, I, I'm a, I like classical music anyway, but I love wrestlers coming out to classical music is my favorite. Yeah, because it's it's kind of unexpected. Yeah, I mean, but this like this suit. I mean. For, for further clarification, last week we talked about NXT UK signing uh, Walter. I had mentioned oh, him. Oh, yeah. He's a big, gigantic German man. Uh, Marcel Bartel used to be his tag team partner 
and oh like gosh. this is their music. Uh and I'm like the biggest fan of this. Their tag team name is Ring Comp. Oh god. Okay, so you can't get mad because <laughs> I feel bad for Walter cuz he's had to point this out a bunch of times. Uh he's like really well aware that Hitler's book is called Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf, yes. Uh but he as he also has to point out that Kampf is a German word that lots of people yes. use every day. Uh so no. it means it means like struggle or fight. So their tag team name is like Ring Fight or Ring Struggle. I'm sure Yes. I'm sure it mean I'm sure it makes more sense in German, but he's had to deal with so many people like they're like you're a Nazi and he's like I'm really not. Yeah, this is an actual word. <laughs> yeah, he's like this. Uh, this is a this is a real German word, and real Germans use it all the time. Uh, it's oh, it's un- he's like it's unfortunate that Hitler used a word in German in in his book title, but I think he said something he was like also in German. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say he. I think he said something along the lines of it was bound to happen because he was German. So <laughs> most of the book title would have been in German, but. Uh, yeah, so Marcel Bartel used to be Axel Dieter Jr. Oh, it's such a better name. Right? Marcel Bartel, it sounds like you should be coming out with a beret and, like, a cigarette. Mm. But... Man, he should just go by Dieter. Right? That's not bad either. No, that reminds me of the Sprockets. Uh, from SNL. Yes. Sorry. Marcel, Marcel's thing is that he likes to shout nine uh, yes. At people, I, I guess he's the mirror universe German Daniel Bryan. Instead of shouting oh, I was, yes, I was thinking, who is it? Matt Hardy that just goes delete, delete, like, yes. mine, mine. Like, <laughs> uh, well, he did do that. Uh, this must have been very tough for you because EC3 was uh, the dominant factor in this match, and indeed came away with the win. I mean, he clearly was going to poor Marcel Bartel. Yeah, um, I, I've, uh, I think I read somewhere that he shows up in the next round of NXT UK TV taping. So hopefully, Marcel. Yeah, so hopefully uh, he'll find a good they home sh- there. Yes, but also they should stop calling it NXT UK and just call it like NXT Europe or something. Yeah, <laughs> they're clearly going for all of it. Yeah, that's besides the point. Um. Yeah, EC3, though, what is his... He, so he comes out in, like, his fur jacket. Thing. Without sleeves, looks, yes. Without sleeves. It looks like he's trying to be um, Pete Dunne. Like, you know how Pete Dunne comes out yes. in his fur thing as well? And I'm like, you're just wipe... You're you're just doing it worse. Like, yeah. someone else is already doing that better than you. I mean, I think yeah. in his mind, Pete Dunne is a caveman, and he's a super rich guy. No, but he doesn't look it. It doesn't look like a fur coat. It looks like a bear he skinned out back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like, it kind of feels like not... it kind of feels like something Kona Reeves would wear to make people think that he's the finest. <laughs> but it doesn't work. <laughs> yep. Yep, more along those lines. <laughs> uh well, anyway, uh he won. He hit the one percenter on uh Marcel and Pindem. Uh but afterwards there's a little bit of storyline advancement here. He got on the yeah. microphone and called out the knee-jerk Bobby Fish. He did. Uh, he uh, noted uh, that he was coming for him. And uh, he's seeking retribution, is uh, EC3. So that's a potential match we could see 
at uh, at some point. Will Will EC three get yeah. revenge for his knee? Right. So I was gonna say I like that he called out that Bobby Fish keeps hitting people's legs. Yes. He said he said something. I was like, it's about time. It's a thing now. It's official. They just it's need official. To, they just need to start calling him knee jerk, and then we can yes. start the, the royalty checks will start flowing in. Right. I'm gonna totally be like that was our idea. Stole yeah. it. It's time. Um, it's time stamped, everybody. I think that makes it yeah. legal. <laughs> it's true. That and also, um, I, it, they find they're like trying to figure out what to do with Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure how he's going to work as a singles because he was always primarily a tag with with Kyle, but. Kyle and Roderick are so awesome together that I don't think they're going to split them up anytime soon. So right. I, th- I think they're going to try to do a singles thing with Bobby Fish. We'll yeah, my my hope is that Bobby Fish goes like even more heel and turns on Undisputed Era at some point mm-hmm. and just becomes like the Tommaso Champa of something else. You know, like yes. he's like I want him to go that dark. Like yeah. that's where we're headed. Come on, Bobby, don't let me down. Uh, we got a hype video for a newcomer to NXT. Do you recall this? I do, and I didn't know what was happening. It's a man training in a training facility. Yeah. Punching bags and kicking them. I know who this is. This is the former Donovan Dijak. He is a tall, uh, very muscular guy, very athletic. He's like uh, Keith Lee. In that Keith Lee is very huge, but very athletic. And Dijak is much taller than Keith Lee, but thinner. He's, like, way more muscular, but he is nonetheless just as athletic. Uh, Hmm. He's actually very uh, good, uh, if memory serves. But I'm kind of lost here on this whole name thing they're going with for him. What was it again? Uh, It just said on the screen... Dijakovic, like Otis Dozovic, like, but they're not Making brothers, him obviously. Russian? Right? Well, on the screen here it says Dijakovic, but on the on the house shows in Florida, he's been working under the name Dominic Dijakovic, which is too long of a name. Oh, wait a second! I think I've seen him. Yeah, he's very tall. Okay. Uh, than I have. Honestly, I normally I'm a fan of people having like a name. Sounds like a first name and a last name. But I would have been happy if he just came in as Dijak. <laughs> which was his last name on the indies. But Dominic Dijakovic is too much. Even Dijakovic is too much. It is. It's a it's a mouthful. We don't need that. Yeah, it's not very chantable. Uh, no, they're gonna they're gonna rip him apart. On Twitter, he's been incessantly mocked by people he used to work with, friends of his on the independence for this name, because uh, it is just a ridiculous <laughs> name. Uh, we had reporters trying to get a quote from Candice LeRae, but she offered no comment. Just walked right past them and walked inside the performance center. Yes. So we and still again. We still don't know what's going on with her or Johnny. No, and again, not to be mean, but her extensions look horrible. <laughs> Take heed, Candace. young Candace. Candace, I like you, 
I do, and I think you have a lot a very bright future. Whoever did your extensions, you need to get them redone. Yeah, you need to have a match with them. Yes, you need to teach them a lesson. <laughs> uh, Mia Yim uh, took on Vanessa Bourne. There was not much to this match, but no, Mia Yim is from not from San Jose, but she's from the area. Right. She's essentially the hometown favorite, and she won. Go figure. Again, well, I mean, if you watch a lot of WWE, you'd know that they don't like to do that, actually. They like to do the opposite. Really? Oh, my goodness, yes. If a baby face is in their hometown, man, they're probably losing. Interesting. Uh, You know why? Because... I think the idea is it'll make the hometown fans really mad. Like, they'll really want to see uh, Bailey get back at uh, Alexa Bliss or something if Alexa beats her in her hometown. But the problem is she never does get her back. Like, that's right. the problem. So it's just a bunch of good guys who lose in their hometowns. It's such a thing that people just expect it now. Like, it's usually a big surprise if somebody wins in their hometown. Not an NXT in the land yeah. of the sane, rational wrestling storytelling uh, of NXT, Mia Yim, the hometown girl, defeats Vanessa Bourne pretty single-handedly. Not much yeah. effort. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. They're tr- I, they're really, it seems like they're really trying to make Mia Yim like the next big thing here. So Yeah, they're racking up a bunch of wins for her. Yeah, so it made sense that she would win. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is back in his semi-truck home. Yep. Uh, this was really not much. Uh, he talked about how much he loves his belt and how the wrestlers and the fans are all alike. And (laughs) people should continue to follow his lead. Uh, I think he said something, I think he said something about showing up next week. I hope I miss him. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Love that Tommaso Ciampa. Uh and I we, think we all need some crazy. I think the next episode is I actually don't know what's happening on the next episode. Did they say in this week's episode? What's no. what's on next week? I know Tommaso Ciampa is gonna be there. I think they said that. Cool. Uh, but that's I think that's it. Oh, it's a a surprise! (laughs) Yeah, it'll be a nice surprise. We don't have anything to hype you with when the show's over to be like, next week we're going to watch this! But we don't know what we're going to watch next week, everybody. Uh, Main event, Lars Sullivan and Keith Lee had a Godzilla versus King Kong match, but (laughs) better than most of the King Kong Godzilla matches I grew up watching as a kid in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, This was a decent match, considering I don't really. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, most of this was, like, all on Keith Lee. Like, Lars was big, and, I mean, he did a he was big and lumbering and clubbery, uh, but he did a a couple of impressive feats of strength. Yes. Like, when Keith Lee tried to leapfrog over him, Lars just caught him in the air and ran him into the turnbuckles. Yeah, like, it was actually surprisingly more entertaining than... I thought. So that was good. Yeah, you've got Keith Lee's getting like backdrop 
backdrop down to the apron and landing on his feet. He did that a bunch of times. Looked like he weighed yep. 200 pounds instead of his actual yes. size. Uh, the the big ending was actually really fantastic. He uh, collides with Lars and sends him to the outside, and Keith Lee does this slingshot uh, torneo, this, uh, this twisting crossbody to the outside, which mm-hmm. really woke up the crowd. I do not yes. think they were expecting that. Uh, I've seen him do stuff like this before, but it's always, it's never one of those things where you're like, uh, yawn, I've seen it. It's always like, I, I can't believe he can do this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, al- holy crap. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always stunned by it. He throws Lars back into the ring, tries to hit, hit him with a moonsault from the second rope, which is super duper impressive. Usually big guys like that. If they're going to do them, they do them from the top so they've got more, uh, they can get more air. And they're, yeah, and they're getting more height mm-hmm. as well. So doing it from the middle is even more impressive. But he misses. Mm-hmm. Lars rolls out of the way. And yes. he uses his gargantuan arms to lift Keith Lee high into the air and gives him the freak accident and pins him. Uh, I like this match, but. I don't know if this was like the best idea to have Lars win, especially since he is leaving. Right. Uh, I, I have a, if I could be allowed a moment to put on my tinfoil NXT, uh, sanctioned tinfoil hat. Uh, yep, go ahead. I have, I know that there is this, uh, there's like this tendency with the guy who runs the whole show the old guy who runs the whole show uh, to change his mind frequently or to make up his mind at the last minute uh, about things. And the night after takeover, they are showing these videos for Lars Sullivan. He's coming to raw or SmackDown. Right. And there is a part of me that thinks that they decided he decided they were going to do this like the night of takeover. Like we're going to bring this Lars guy up. And of course this show was filmed before that takeover. Got it. So when Lars beat Keith Lee, they weren't thinking of Lars as somebody Future. who was leaving. Yeah. He was going to be mm-hmm. sticking around for a little bit. Uh, Cause normally I had imagine uh, in situations like that, it almost always seems to be the case whenever somebody goes up to the main roster, uh, I mean, it's happened to everybody. Shinsuke, Finn, Samoa Joe, all these guys. Uh, Sami Zayn, they've all lost on their way out going up. Right. Uh, you know, usually that's how it goes. This guy's going off to another place, so we're going to let somebody Pass else... Pass the torch. Yeah, they're going to mm-hmm. shine over top of them because they're sticking around. Uh, so I don't know if this is going to... I don't know if Lars is going to come back for, like, a, a follow-up where Keith Lee beats him, or if they're just... Like, well, what can we do about it? And we don't see Lars ever again. Well, they just, it just kept saying those promos coming soon. So we don't know when. Yeah. So maybe, and with the holidays, I feel like they're going to delay it. It's not going to be till the new year. Yeah. That's my guess. So we have time for another Keith Lee, Lars Sullivan match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'd be okay with that. This match was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was much better than I expected. When I heard what the main event was, I was like, well, this is going to suck. Yeah. Um, Turned out to be a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really was. Also, I think they're missing an opportunity here when they say that um, Laura Sullivan is 
from the Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. They could just say he's one of the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> I feel like that's a missed opportunity by all announcers. But I like that as me. <laughs> I mean, I like that as well. Like they talk about his workout routine as like carrying a boulder from like one side of a lake to another. Like I love wacky like monster characters like that. I yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it because I think it's such a I love like the vague residencies. He's from mm-hmm. the Rocky Mountains. Like yeah. oh, he's from Colorado? No, he's from the mountains. From the ro- yeah, like of course he is. He is a mountain. I don't know. Yeah, he comes from the mountain. <laughs> He was carved from it. They put some underwear on him, and now he's here. Yep. Because uh, getting hit by him is like getting hit by a mountain. Yeah, I I like oh. that. There's there's not enough there's not enough people who are from uh, weird places anymore. Almost everybody's from yes. like a a normal sounding place, or they're from where they're like, really from. But yeah, Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> we need those. We, yeah, Seth Rollins from Iowa. Uh, yeah. We need those. We need those people that are from parts unknown. Or uh, yeah, my my favorite from back in the day were people. <laughs> this one always cracked me up. There were people who were from parts unknown. I mean, and I, and you could get that as a kid, like, oh, who is this mysterious man? They don't even know where he comes from. Yeah, but then so they'll crazy. but then they'll say weight unknown, <laughs> which <laughs> always made me laugh. It's like, how do you not know how much he weighs? Like. Did he, yeah. Does he step on a scale and does it like question marks just pop up? Yeah. Like just it just blinks. It doesn't know what to do. Error, error, error. <laughs> uh, that always cracked me up. I, and that's the silly side of wrestling. I don't mind seeing some of uh, every yeah. now and again. Do we even know where Velveteen Dream is from? Has he ever announced as being from a place? I don't think so. I he's, think he's from. He's just ethereal. He just comes from. Yes. Stardust. Yeah. It's just... He's, he's that purple smoke, and then he just comes from it. Like, it forms together, and there he is. Yep. Kind of like I Dream of Genie. There you go. He lives yep. in a lamp. <laughs> he does. Oh, my God. He so does. <laughs> <laughs> he is... The only time he, he competes is when he is wished into existence. Oh, my God. Why have they not done a man Genie character yet? <laughs> I mean, I think they have at some point, maybe, but I nothing comes to mind. Uh, hmm. Yeah, he's like a metaphorical genie, in, the, in so much as that he makes all of our dreams come true, but... He does. Um, he is the dream. That's right. I don't know why yep. this doesn't happen. Neither do I. Let's Man, we, we are writing all the episodes for them. I just want <laughs> them to know. Yeah. Talent is out there. It sure is. Uh, uh, all right so uh before i ask you the the score for this week's episode uh thank the good people of adam tickets for sponsoring the show cinemageekly.com slash adam tickets or click the adam tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life okay jacqueline what did you think of the 480th episode of nxt what would you give it i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a solid three okay and that is because of the first match and the last match. That is not a bad score at all. No. Uh, I went I went like three and a quarter. We do okay. Qu- did I, do you, are you aware that we do quarters? Okay, because I did quarters yep. on one episode and somebody was like, we do quarters? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yep, we've done that before. I mean, let's not get silly and, and break it down further, but I, I feel like quarters are good. Yeah, yeah. 
It makes sense. It, it makes me, uh, I can further refine just how I feel about this yeah. professional wrestling show so people can get a, an exact feeling. <laughs> they know precisely <laughs> how I feel about this, uh, this professional wrestling show. And it's very important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is need-to-know stuff. I'm keeping, I, okay, I'm not, I was going to say I'm keeping a spreadsheet <laughs> of all of our scores so yep. that at the end of the year, we can tally it all up and find out what we thought overall. Statistics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then people could create a pool based off of it. Yes. Seeing things. <laughs> uh, okay, so I did have somebody, uh, I have not, actually have not gone and looked at my email in like two weeks. So people may have sent something, but uh, this is not specifically a question that was sent to me, but uh, this was really more of a, like a, hey, are you going to do this sort of thing? Because so, we're, okay. we're approaching the end of the year. Yes. Uh, there are only uh, four more episodes of NXT this year, I believe. That's kind of sad. Yeah, there's going to be an NXT episode the day after Christmas. I actually have no idea how we're going to handle the NXT. Uh, I don't know how we're going to handle this podcast because uh, Christmas falls on a Tuesday, which is when we record. So we'll figure out something. Yeah, we'll play. We'll figure. We'll get it. Uh, we'll get it straightened. But um, somebody uh, had asked me if we were going to do like a. So, because NXT does like their, uh, they do like a an awards thing every year, hmm. like a best match, best takeover, who's the best male wrestler, who's the best female wrestler, who's the best overall wrestler, that sort of thing. And somebody wanted to know if we were going to do our picks for these, and I figured, why not? It'll give us something Hell extra to yeah. do, uh, and something to mull over. I don't know yeah. how much my picks are going to change now that all of the takeovers for, for this year are done, and we've only got a few episodes of regular NXT TV left, so I'm probably going to start... I Well, the first thing I'm going to do is go find the list of the awards, and then I'll send them to you, so this way we can yes. put them together, because I don't remember how many they do. But they actually do a legitimate voting a thing every year. They've been doing this for the last couple of years, and fans legitimately vote on hmm. who they think are the winners in these categories. And then the actual winners get, like, actual plaque award thingies, and they do videos, like, thanking the fans for voting for them and stuff for these things. Oh, I'm kind of excited about this. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, so uh, I will find the list of awards, and uh, I will send them to you, and, yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, Perfect. For either, like, the last episode of the year or the next to last episode of the year or whatever it ends up being. Yes. Uh, we will do that. Very good. Okay, so that's the episode for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com and check out the archives of the show. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. And that way you can hear Jacqueline and I come back next week to talk about NXT episode number 481, the, the mystery episode in which we... Know not what comes. 